Join Gator great Shane Matthews every weekday as he brings you all you need to know about your Florida Gators, including news, analysis, and opinions with some of the biggest names in sports. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Or watch us live at 8 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Welcome to a Monday edition of Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning from the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. It's Monday after the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people were hoping that this would be a They'd move the Super Bowl to like a Saturday night or it'd be like a national holiday. So nobody had to go to work today. But uh, what a game it was. Chiefs win this game. And uh, JC and I'll break it down. Second portion of today's program, we'll have Seth Harp as well. Uh, I have to run to meetings. Uh, But before we jump into that, we're waiting on JC. Uh, Gator basketball loses a a horrible game against Vanderbilt. I don't know what else to say. softball is just exploding at the plate right now, just dominating teams. And then, um, so we can talk about those things as well as we wait on JC, but uh, JC, I believe picked the Eagles. I picked the chiefs. Well, we'll figure that out when he calls in. Also get your thoughts uh, on the golf tournament, the waste management out in Arizona, which has a tremendous crowd out there as well. So, um, just a, one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen offensively, uh, just played extremely well. I know there's a, a lot of question marks about the, the, the pass interference holding call there late in the game. I thought it was a penalty. Um, they got away with some other ones that weren't called early in the game. Should the officials called it? Well, they should call them anytime they see them, quite honestly. Uh, but regardless, the Chiefs would have kicked a field goal. Time would have been left on the clock for the Eagles to have a chance, but Total domination by the Chiefs in the second half. And, uh, you know, I'm on record saying that I I still – I said this a couple years ago. People think I'm crazy. I do think Pat Mahomes will go to more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. Uh, I didn't look it up, but, you know, Brady's been to 10-1-7. Mahomes has been to 3-1-2. Was one play away from going last year. But as long as Andy Reid's there calling plays the way he dials them up, shoot. Uh, they have a chance to go every year. There's no question about it. He's only 27 years old. I don't know if how long he plans to play, but I, I'm curious how many Super Bowls Brady went to after he was 37 or 38 years old. I don't have that in front of me. I'm sure one of our listeners will look that up. But, shoot, at 27, he plays until he's – I mean, think if he played – he's not going to play till 45 like Brady. But if he played till 38 or 39, I think that's where Aaron Rodgers is right now. Um, he's got a chance. And uh, obviously got to stay injury-free, uh, tweaked his ankle again. I'm pretty sure he got shot up after some of those runs he had in the second half. So, anyway, we're waiting on J.C. to join us uh, for the program. And um, let me see if he's ready to go. Thoughts on the Gator basketball team, just an inexcusable loss to Vanderbilt. Their their tournaments or tournament hopes are not looking good. I thought they had to win out and win a couple of games uh, in Nashville at the tournament, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, Gator baseball kind of cranks up this week. Uh, also, the Orlando Guardians, the XFL, cranks up uh, Saturday night. 
Uh, we have the primetime game. I think the first game of the year is on at 4 o'clock. We're at 8 o'clock against the Houston Roughnecks. So should be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, it's it's the it's very strange not knowing what to expect from anyone. Um, you know, in college, at least you know uh, what the team did the previous year. You can watch tape on, or if they brought in a new coordinator, you can look. You know, in this case, you can look at where coordinators and stuff came from previously, or head coaches, or what have you. But there's just so much uncertainty. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll see. Uh, you're in the market to buy or sell your home. Darlene Weeby, a realtor with Caldwell Banker, Emma Parish will buy you a fast, friendly, reliable service. Call her today at 352-562-1411 to help your dreams come true. Uh, back to the to the game. I um, And we'll get JC's thoughts on it. I'm sure he has uh, some other thoughts than I do. I just think Andy Reid is a phenomenal schemer and play caller as good as I've ever seen a couple of touchdowns that Pat Mahomes threw there in the second half one to Kadarius Tony and one to number 24 I can't think of his name uh just well designed about as easy a uh execution as you'll ever find uh just picking on the man covers that the Eagles had but uh Kadarius Tony had a huge uh huge punt return for sure that helped spark the Chiefs to the victory. So uh, some Gators get uh, Super Bowl rings. A few others don't. But uh, it was a very well-played game. Not sure where J.C. is. And um, we'll wait to see what he has to say. A couple of texts from the uh, over the weekend on the Titan Amore text line. It's from an anonymous texter. says, wouldn't it be cool to see a conference challenge in football like the SEC Big 12 in basketball? Um, oh, I guess he's referring to, yeah, well, that's just, it's very difficult to schedule those type of things. That's the problem. Basketball is a lot easier to schedule them. But yeah, that would be cool. Um, I think I already read that one. So anyway, uh, still waiting on JC on the Titan MR hotline when he comes in. We'll get his thoughts on the game. Uh, the waste management, you know, what's crazy is I don't even know who won the waste management. I was so busy yesterday. Leading up to the game, let's see who won it. I believe it was, oh, no, Justin Rose won the previous week. Uh, it was Scotty Sheffer went back to back. Nick Taylor comes in second, John Rom, 14 under par. So, uh, very good tournament. Very, very good tournament. I'll have to ask JC. I think we picked this game, uh, this tournament. I'm losing my days um, with all our schedule and stuff of what's going on. So, Anyway, also, congratulations to Coach Spurrier. Um, I know, I think it was Friday night, uh, they named that uh, one of the roads there, Celebration Point, uh, Steve Spurrier Way. Well-deserved. I saw some of the clips on Twitter. Uh, Werfel spoke. I know Doring was there. Uh, some other former players, Batesy. So, uh, well-deserved. You know, I um, I think they should name rename um, University Avenue in honor of Coach. So, uh, we shall see what happens there. But that was very cool. Very cool. Congratulations to Freddie Weeby and all the folks that were in charge of that. And um, we're still waiting on JC. So uh, any other thoughts that you may have out there, shoot them our way on the Titan Amar text line. Again, at the second part portion of today's program, we'll switch it over to Seth Hart, let him finish it up. 
and uh, says JC is in, so we will join him. Um, JC, are you there? Can you hear me? I believe he is still connected. Got some shadow issues on my. JC, good morning. Yeah. You're on the tight. You're on the tight more hotline. Okay. All right. Are you wearing Are you wearing a Chiefs hat today? I'm assuming. No, I, I'm going with the uh, basketball right now. Um, you know, the Chiefs. I, I this game was hard for me because I didn't know who to pick. I did like the total over though, over fifty and a half, fifty one, something like that. That that to me seemed like a no brainer, and they got that at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But I tell you, QB. Speaking of the fourth quarter. You know, to end the game on a call that um, may or may not have been a penalty. I don't know. I mean, it yeah. was a penalty. It was That's a penalty. A pe- Whether it should yeah. have been called or not is a different discussion, well, but it was a penalty. It, well, then, if it was a penalty, it should have been called. But you asked some other fans, and they think it was a discretionary, arbitrary type call. Well, uh, as you said, fans. But by the by the book, the rule of football, that was holding pass interference. Yeah, it's too bad. Because uh, I, I tell you, they had nine – penalties in the entire game six on philly and three on kansas city and um this was one of the most entertaining games i've seen in the super bowl because qb you and i both have seen a lot of duds in the super bowl we saw blowouts we've seen boring games we've seen games where they couldn't score this one was about as good as you could have uh, asked for and i just feel it just kind of felt a little empty at the end the way it ended now if they don't call that penalty, then KC kicks a field goal. They go up by three, and there's still plenty of time for Philadelphia to either win, kick a field goal, or lose. And um, I almost kind of wish we had seen that. But having said that all, congratulations to the Chiefs. They are the Super Bowl champions. I don't think anybody's really surprised by what Patrick Mahomes has done, what he's capable of. That's two Super Bowl championships in four years. Same for Andy Reid. And that organization has nothing but continued upside to left because I mean I don't think anybody's going anywhere in Kansas City you know what I mean no no I I said earlier in the program and I've said it multiple times for the last couple of years I'm the only moron in America that thinks he will go to more Super Bowls than Tom Brady so what I what I, I brought up before you joined us JC you know he's gone he's, he's one he's been to three in five years yeah he's only 27 right um, I'm curious, and I don't have it in front of me. Maybe you do. Maybe you know this. Um, How many Super Bowls after, like, age 37 did Brady uh, go to? (laughs) I'm going to say at least three or four. And I think uh, he's 45 now. So, you know, the last one he played in was in 2020, right, against the the Chiefs. Um, So that would have put him at 42. And then I'm guessing he was in two more before that. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I mean, if, if Mahomes stays healthy and Andy Reid stays there, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is 39, I believe, this year. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Brees was 40-something when he retired. So, I, I, I just think he's as good as I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good young quarterbacks. You got Josh Allen. You got Joe Burrow, who's been to one Super Bowl in three years and had a chance to go to – uh, another one this year, so there it, it's tough, but I, I just he's as good a quarterback as I've ever seen. But uh, I, I, you can't argue with that. I mean, the guy plays through pain, he plays injured, he plays in bad weather, he does everything at the position to allow your team to get in the end zone as well as anybody in history. So, I mean, you have to and you have to really. Say that the match with him and Andy Reid, you know, with the call play calling of Andy Reid, 
And let's give the Chiefs offensive line some credit too last night. I thought they were uh, quite good. Um, I thought Philadelphia's offensive line, this might be the best offensive line I've seen since the 90 Cowboys teams uh, when they were blowing up holes for Emmett Smith. I mean, these guys, this was the best Super Bowl with the best two teams we've had. And, I, you know, not just survivors, but these were the best two teams all season long. Well, you got to give the Chiefs. I, I think the biggest turning point in the game was the Chiefs defense in the second half. Philly did nothing um, until, yeah. they, you know, yeah. they, 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 they kind of had a busted coverage on the deep ball to Devontae Smith that tied it up. Yeah. But before that, they didn't do anything. And uh, well, they only Chiefs, got, yeah, Chiefs they were scored, very good defensively. They, yeah, 11 points that Kansas City outscored them 24 to 11. So I would tell all Philadelphia fans who want to say the game ended because of a bad call, maybe that's true. But in the second half, Kansas City won that game, uh, was the better team in the second half. And so, I mean, you know, you got to you gotta say, well, you know, this game could have gone either way. And that's kind of the way the Super Bowl is. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if these two teams were back in it next year, QB. I mean, they've got everything you need, right? Yeah, no question. Um, JC, are you one of those Super Bowl commercial guys? No, I, I really am not. And, and the thing is, there was one I saw last night. I think it was a Bud Light commercial that had the, the tone that you have on the phone when you're put on hold. And they were dancing in the living room. That was about the only commercial I think I liked or I saw. But I do not watch. I, I just don't pay attention. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah I, I was the same way. But there's one that caught my eye, and it was outstanding. And I even went to YouTube to watch it again. It was, uh, okay. it was about a, a chocolate lab. And it, I don't know if it was a pet food company or something, but it was a chocolate lab growing up. And then the dog gets older with a gray beard and stuff. And it just – it, it was it was very touching, and you know, obviously, we have a chocolate lab, but it was uh, you got to Google that one, Jason. You have a little okay. small dog, but it will it will it will get you ex- uh, teared up a little bit. Uh, teared um, up. Okay. Yes, uh, thank God you, you told me that. I missed the halftime show too because I, I didn't see it either. Yeah, I went from the bar to Publix, and by the time I got back from Publix, they were uh, getting ready for the second half. I, I have zero interest in watching that. And and, I'm, and and please don't hold it against me, but I just don't care. But I'll tell you, QB, um, you know, we've seen so many dog games. I mean, just awful games. Either they're blowouts or they're just not exciting. And, boy, we got our we got a treat last night. Uh, and it's too bad because now football's officially over. We can focus completely now on basketball, hockey, whatever. Hang on. You got, you got the XFL and, starting Saturday. Well, Thursday. you're right. I was, see, I was kind of leading you into that. And you, oh, uh, is that what you, it was? Yeah. And, and so you, you are um, – on stage now. So you guys better put on a good show, QB. No garbage. I mean, uh, we we're going to be just like Pat Mahomes. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's right. That's um, right. Just so people don't know, JC and I are taping this very, very early on a Monday morning so I yeah. can go to meetings and stuff. That's uh, right. Seth Hart will be live. So if you're shooting us Facebook messages and texts and all that stuff, I, I apologize because I'll go on. We're all, we're, I'm already in a meeting right now while y'all are watching this yeah. and getting and I'll, on a bus to go to I'll, practice. I'll, I'll hop on for a few minutes with Seth too. So and you're gonna I go think, back to bed? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. But QB, what about the uh, the weekend in basketball? You know, I was very disappointed what happened down here uh, with Vanderbilt coming in and uh, two. Uh, and how about Tennessee losing their last two games at the buzzer? And yeah. then we have Mississippi State, who is quietly just playing themselves back into a, a conversation with five straight wins. Now you know they've beaten Arkansas. Eight out of the last ten times they've played Arkansas. And Chris Jans has something going on right now. They've got Kentucky coming into Starkville on Wednesday night. That could be six straight wins. And Kentucky, speaking of them, 
isn't even on the uh, on the roll call right now for the tournament. And then you have Alabama, who seems to just be able to out-talent everybody on the court. And Auburn was, gave a great, great effort. Uh, but, you know, these Alabama kids, uh, the, the, this Brandon Miller, he'll be gone. He's a one-and-donner. I mean, it's too bad for Alabama. Yeah, Kentucky, um, they got they lost uh, Saturday at yeah. Georgia. Mike White lost got a number again. Yep. Yeah, so. got beat. Yeah, and, and I think Kentucky is not in the tournament right now. If you, if you had it today, they're out. They're not in, according to Joe Lenardi. So, uh, you know, the SEC is looking at six right now, but I think Mississippi State is a team that – But have, their record's terrible, isn't it? Well, not overall. It's, it's it's five and seven in the SEC, but they're seventeen and eight overall QB. Now I don't know what their RPI is or anything like that, but they could easily get to twenty wins, no problem. And they've won five straight games. I'm just saying, uh, right now today they probably wouldn't be in. But if you if you uh, look, we're only in February, and I think if they keep on the streak, you know they've won five straight, they could easily easily uh, slip into this tournament. And with a couple wins in the in the SEC tournament. They'll, they'll definitely be in, I think, because they're going to have well over 20, 22 wins, maybe. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, JC, uh, yeah. Peachland Dental, I think we did Peachland Dental picks for the waste management, didn't we, or did we not? Shoot. Oh, man. You know, I, I want to say we did. Um, I can't remember who I picked, though. I, I, okay, hold on. Talk for a minute. Hold on. Oh, I got to talk. JC's going to find his handy-dandy notebook, who he's yeah. supposed to keep the records of what's going on. Uh, in our Peachland Dental Contest. But Peachland Dentistry is Skater Nation's number one choice for dentistry in Port Charlotte surrounding areas. Make sure y'all go visit them at peachlanddental.com. No, no we, I, we, we didn't, QB. I think last reason. week was too chaotic for me that I didn't even yeah, know. It was. It. You, okay. You were, you were traveling. Uh, but Scheffler with two straight now. He's a back-to-back winner. And this tournament has quickly become probably the most popular to attend on the tour, along with some of, uh, like, I guess, Augusta and some of the others. Well, I, I would put it right up there just because yeah. of uh, I would the, way you can, the way you can act. You would, you would have fun at that, JC. As loud Ooh. and obnoxious as you get at, mm-hmm. at sporting events, you yeah, would be perfect give it to on me. I 16. Yeah, I want that. I love it. I, yeah, I agree. Um, Gator softball, have you seen their scores, JC? I saw nine nothing against Boston College. Uh, that was the only one I saw. But they're well, they beat like... somebody. They beat somebody twenty-one to nothing down in yeah, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're mashing. Kidding. They're mashing the softball. So it's fun. It's going to be fun to watch, QB. It's that's what fans want to see: balls flying out of the, the hole. They want to see that, and they will. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he's got a squad that uh, has a chance to do to win it all. Um, they need they need something over there, QB, because that basketball team's not going to make the tournament at, at this point. No, no, basketball definitely is not going to make the tournament unless they win the SEC tournament. That's, that's the only right. way they'll get in. So we'll see. But it's uh. Uh, back back to the – I don't know if I spoke with you. Well, I think we did speak about the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, neither one of us really get caught up into all that. No. Um, but but think about, J.C., we, we have a friend who's a Philly fan. You have relatives or so-called relatives or people that grew up in Philly. Um, my mom did, just my mother and my aunt. Was, my okay, so, so, so was your mom and your aunt very upset now that they lost in the World <laughs> Series and they lost the Super Bowl? I mean, I did, you know, this is a shocker, but my mother called me almost at 11 o'clock last night. And for some reason, I, I didn't catch the phone. I guess my phone was off. Um, you know, I think those are the kinds of fans that kind of get over things rather quickly when it comes to sports. But 
they do root passionately for all Philadelphia teams. And the Phillies, I think, are her, her are their favorite because that's the games they went to as young children. But they were really pulling hard for the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, you know. And, look, I mean, it's a passionate fan base. And, and to end a game like that makes – I just hope that Carl Jeffers and that that uh, officiating crew doesn't show up in Philadelphia next year because they're going to get batteries thrown at them. Did, did that has any uh, rioting happened in Philly? Because I'm not followed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good question because they 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 um, yeah they probably feel like they got stolen from. But listen, Patrick Mahomes on one leg ran 40 yards to get the ball down there before any of this crap happened. Okay, the Eagles were outscored completely in the second half let's quit making i mean i get it i know how upset they are right now but they don't know that if casey kicks that field goal and there's a minute and a half left they don't know if they're going to win the chances are they're going to go down the field and at least tie the game but they don't know that so you can't just say that that was the only reason the chiefs won i think we all know better than that and even the smart philadelphia fans who uh, there are not many but I, I do think I do think the smart Philly fans realize that their team uh, played a great game, but were, was clearly somewhat beaten in the second half. And you you have to tip your cap. You know, I tip my cap when Alabama loses to whoever, and uh, you know it's just it's just the way of sports. You can't, you know, it's hard to get over. It really is. I, I get it. It's yeah. In a yeah, way, I, uh, I kind of felt good, QB, that I, I didn't have a whole lot of skin in that game last night. I just got to sit there and watch it and enjoy it. Well, before we before we get off here and turn it over to Seth Hart, um, okay. how did your your silly prop bets go? Because I don't I don't yeah. know what color Gatorade. What what were your other things you? you yeah, showed? well, I had I had Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions, and that I didn't hit, happen, did it? Uh, he had six, so that did not. And I also, but I did call the the, the coin flip tails. I got that Ooh, right. That's, and, that's and, and I had and I had the over two some minutes, some odd minutes with Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem, which I thought was fantastic. I mean, yeah. you, you saw Chris Stapleton, right? And yeah, and he's, I, mean, I even I even went back and watched it again on YouTube. Yeah, I, he's, he's oh, outstanding. He's tremendous. And you know, Nick Sirianni, God bless him. You know, he he's tearing up and. And it really moves you. And I to, to just know how lucky we are to be doing something like this on a Sunday night when half the world's on fire. I certainly believe that uh, there were a couple other ones. I, I didn't see the Gatorade bet, but Mahomes was way under his um, way under his passing yardage as well. And that's kind of hard to believe, really, because I well, think was, he didn't have the ball. That's why. That, well, that's right. And, and that's that he only had a, um, 182 yards through the air. He was. Uh, 21 of 27 with three passing touchdowns, but not even 200 yards in the air. It's like you said, um, Pacheco was a, was one I had that uh, had over you know something like 15 and a half uh, receiving yards, um, and that uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not Pacheco, but uh, uh, Schuster over five receptions, and then there was something over 15 and a half. So I don't, but 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 yeah, I I did okay. I had there were some crazy. I mean, QB. I just got to tell you that. My son, he he's very into this kind of thing. He had some some uh, props that he was telling us about that just like would Peyton Manning be seen before Eli Manning? How many times would Roger Goodell be uh, would be ta- uh, shown over one and a half? I mean, <laughs> wow. He had he had uh, would Chris Stapleton's hat be black at the national anthem? Uh, you know, the Gatorade thing, blue or green? 
player who pours the Gatorade would be a defensive player. Um, you know, Chiefs over three and a half positives. Hilarious. That's how some of these kids do it today. I just like yeah, over-unders and sides. Give me over-unders and sides, QB. And we hit the over. That was my favorite. Uh, that's what I told you. All right, JC. Well, we're going to – we got to get out of here. I got to get gotta out of here. We're going to turn it over to Seth Hart. I'll be – So we I'll appreciate you get. We appreciate you waking up and uh, giving us your thoughts. Uh, we're going to, um, as I said, turn it over to Seth Harp. Enjoy your day, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. We're going to take a quick t- timeout. You're watching and listening to Pot Up Matthews in the Morning from the Crime Prevention Security System Studios. We'll be right back. We want to take this moment to thank our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. Our premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Titan MRI, Gainesville's only locally owned and operated MRI facility. Meldon Law, the only official injury and accident law attorneys of the Florida Gators. Peaceland Dental, Gator Nation's first choice for dentistry in Port Charlotte. Comfort Temp, comfort is our business, peace of mind is our promise. Campus USA Credit Union. QC Kinetics, live pain-free with QC Kinetics. Dave and Busters, eat, drink, play, and watch. Our gridiron sponsors are Auto ER, UF Bookstores, Celebration Point Town Center, Chris Doring Mortgage, Silverback Concrete Co., Ruse Ogre State Farm Insurance, Doreen Wibby, Realtor, Caldwell Banker, M.M. Parrish. Our touchdown sponsors are Adams Ribs, Gator Dominoes, Celebrate Primary Care, Gator Bait Media, Okito America, Style Cuts, Ironwood Golf Course, Big Mills Cheesesteak, McDonald's of Gainesville, 84 Lumber, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Aver and Smith, Dowling Signs, Baker's Sporting Goods, Silver Q Billiards, and Sports Bar. If you're interested in promoting your business on the show, call Freddie at 352-284-3733. If you like what we're doing here, make sure to follow us and support the businesses that support us. Hi, Steve Spurrier here. You know, making a reservation at my restaurant is easier than a Saturday afternoon homecoming game against Vandy. You don't have to call or email. Just go to Spurriers.com. Hit the reservation button, pick a date, number of guests, and a time. It's so simple, I can do it. In fact, I just did. Maybe I'll see you tonight. Seth Harp, Harp on Sports, second half of the Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning podcast. Of course, J.C., Joining me as well, or I'm joining JC as Shane just exited stage right. Uh, you know, we have a lot we can go down and analyze over the weekend, but we know where we want to start. And, you know, Gator <sighs> basketball, we'll get to that in a second. I, I think that, you know, we said going into last week, they needed to go five and three in their final eight regular season games to put them in position. They went 0-2 to start that eight-game stretch. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that coming up, including an, an awful loss to Vanderbilt at home, who's playing better, but still can't happen. So here we are. Uh, again, you want to be a part of it, you can hit us up um, via Facebook Live. The uh, Let's go with it. We, what do you call it? The Jeffrey Meldon Facebook Live questions. Fire them away. Um, only official injury. Law firm partner of the Florida Gators, of course, Seth Harp and JC with you here, uh, courtesy of the Titan MRI hotline, you know, I I was listening to you and Shane. It was a game that was so out of, hey, there's a champion. Oh, he needed to be in one of those dog commercials, JC. Uh, Yeah, she's a good one. She's a fuzzy thing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Fuzzy thing. Sorry about that. That's great. That's great. 
it was one where the Chiefs dug themselves a hole. The Eagles like to get out to a big lead, or always like to get out to a lead. And then the Chiefs did what the Chiefs have done all year, is they find a way in the fourth quarter uh, to win a football game. There are a couple things that just overwhelmingly stood out to me in terms of structure and course of the game. Um, For a game that had two, what we thought, pretty good defensive lines and two really, really good offensive lines. It was one in the trenches and it was one up front. Uh, There was a half, there's one sack the whole game and it was because Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. So think about that. The Kansas City Chiefs offensive line did not allow a single sack. It had 158 yards rushing. 158 yards rushing in the National Football League. JC, it's tough to fathom this. Patrick Mahomes threw for under 200 yards. Right. Patrick Mahomes threw for under 200 yards. And what they did was they, I don't say they broke the Eagles' will because they didn't, but what they did was they sped up the game in the second half. They controlled that Eagles' front four. And Pacheco and company, there are about three different guys that could have been the MVP. There, There really were. But when Patrick Mahomes, once the Eagles tied it, J.C. made it 35-35, and Mahomes had that long run to put him in field goal range and they ended up kicking the game winner, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP in that last drive because you could have made a case for Pacheco. And the guy that I thought that was going to win it was Kadarius Tony. When Tony had the one touchdown and then had the punt return all the way down to the five, I thought, Patrick Mahomes only got 148 yards passing. He's got two touchdowns. Pacheco runs that baby in. Kadarius that he wins the MVP, but I structural wise, brass tax wise, X's and O's wise, to me those were the things that stood out. 158 yards rushing uh for the Chiefs, no sacks, dominated the second half at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean that the second half is really where they won the game. Twenty-four to eleven, they outscored Philadelphia and basically <clears throat> seventeen points in the fourth quarter. Now, you know, I, I know what the Philly fans are thinking right now. And and you know, this is a Kansas City team that's had the benefit of some good calls there for them against Cincinnati and now against uh, Philadelphia. But you have to admire the play of Patrick Mahomes on one leg. Remember, before that call was made on third down, he ran 40 yards downfield. I said this with Shane on one leg and and, and just basically sold out. And, and, and because this is it, right? This was the last chance for the season uh, to do something special. And both teams played great. I, I tell you, Seth, the thing is, is I've seen a lot of, and I said again, this was Shane, not sorry to reiterate, but I've seen a lot of dog Super Bowl games. I mean, some real bad ones. Uh, blowouts, uh, low scoring, very uh, nervous play. These two teams let it all hang out, and it was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. That's just the way it goes. But to be in the Super Bowl three out of the last five years, Seth, I think this team – is going absolutely uh, – they're not going away. They will continue as long as Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and, and I guess Kelsey are still intact. Yeah. And the thing is, the Eagles are in salary cap purgatory, but they got to pay Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Chiefs are already paying their quarterback. And oh, yeah. they also have two $20 million guys on the defensive line and Chris Jones and Frank Clark. But the Chiefs are one of the five youngest teams in the NFL. Yeah. The five youngest yeah. teams in the NFL. And, you know, Pacheco is a rookie. You look over there. Um, well, Tony is in, what, his second year? Uh, you, you, yeah. look, you have Sky Moore, who is a rookie. Defensively, they had three rookies out there. And what they did, and this uh, is something I think people forget two years ago, 
Um, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers destroyed them up front. What did they sack? They sacked Petrum like six or seven times. Yes, uh, Dugley. So what did the Chiefs do that year? They traded their first-round pick for Pro Bowl right tackle Orlando Brown from the Ravens and moved him to left tackle. Mm-hmm. What they did then was they spent almost $90 million on Joe Tooney, the offensive guard from the New England Patriots, put him in. Mm-hmm. They used a second-round pick and drafted Creed Humphreys, the All-American center from Oklahoma. So they went Pro Bowler, Pro Bowler, big money free agency. Yeah. Best I- high draft pick on a center. And guess what? Last night it showed. Last night they yeah. invested in the offensive line show. Uh, they, they, Kansas City's offensive line played great, but so did Phillies. I mean, anytime oh, yeah. you get a short yardage situation, my God, these guys are going to automatically get it. Hurts is one of the strongest quarterbacks, lower body quarterbacks in the league. And certainly, I mean, these are two of the better offensive lines or best offensive lines in football. This, the Eagles' offensive line to me reminds me very much of what uh, Dallas had in the 90s. And I, I'll say this for Kansas City. You're right. They're not. Uh, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be up there in the confession every year that these guys are still around. But look at that division now, Seth. You've got the Chargers. You're going to have the uh, Chargers, will, uh, to me, still are one of the most talented teams. They just can't seem to figure out how to win games. But you also now have a Denver team with Sean Payton coming in that I know at some point is going to get going. And so, uh, to me, uh, that division could be the best in football with Kansas City, Denver coming. I think they'll get better. I think the Raiders will get better. And I certainly think the Chargers are very good. So to me, the AFC was uh, clearly, I think, as good or better. Well, you know, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe the NFC was better. But, but Seth, listen, that's a great division. Kansas City's got it all going on right now. And uh, congratulations to them. Uh, I know the Eagle fans are hurting right now. Um, it, it, it's a tough game that somebody has to lose, unfortunately. And so uh, that's just the way it worked out. What did you think of that call, though? I want to hear it uh, from your perspective uh, at the end of the game. Look, I, I think it's tough when you talk about an event that's three and a half hours or three hours and then try to isolate it down to one play on the final. But that's how sports work, right? LeBron going to the hole. Did he get fouled on the last shot? I'm just being in general terms now. Um, so the, the yeah. thing is, I think if Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw the ball in that direction, it may not get called. Um, but he did, right. he did. He got him twice, right? The first time he grabbed him as he pivoted out of the oh, what was it? It was a hitch and go, right? It was like a hitch and go route. He pivoted out of it and he grabbed him. And then as he turned, he put his hand on his back and kind of adjusted more. Did it make that much of an impact? I don't know if it cost him five yards at the end. Uh, but when you slow somebody down for a second, a second is worth about 10 yards, right? That's why we run four, four forties. So I, I don't know how much of an impact it had. Would he have caught the ball? Would he have not caught the ball? No. Um, but you can't determine that down the field on a defensive holding call, right? He didn't yeah. have a jersey. And what was amazing about that is he came out in the postgame show. You know, I, I, give, I give the Eagles a ton of credit from what they did up front offensive line-wise. I've never seen – one yard in a cloud of dust like that ever. What, four times we saw it. But defensively, he came out and said, yeah, I grabbed him. I did. I didn't think they would call it. I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. Well, I did. I could, well, it was the truth. But you yeah. aren't anybody admitting the truth. I, it was. Just, it ended the game. I mean, yeah. at that point, that, that ended the game. And give Casey a lot of credit for managing how they handled that last minute and a half. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that kid, they were going to let that guy score around the end, and he slid into second base on the two-yard line because they didn't want to give the Eagles 
bounce the ball back. And it was obvious what was going on. But that kind of, I just said, I, I, it was such a good game. I just, that last two minutes was just kind of a, not for Chief fans, but it was kind of deflating for somebody with no skin in the game because it kind of just decided it right there. Um, yeah. So, so, but listen, Super Bowl, it was a great game. Uh, what a production, my God, all the, the, the fanfare and everything that was going on. I didn't watch the halftime show. I told Shane that because I had to go grocery shopping. But, and, but the fact that I was able to go grocery shopping shows you how long it was and it tore up the field. It's crazy. This whole production, Super Bowl is so much uh, about the game, but it's also about a lot of things surrounding the game. Obviously. Yeah, it, it, look, it, it's the most watched American. Yeah, no most doubt. Most watched American. It, this is what people forget sometimes. The Super Bowl is a TV show. Yeah, it's a great. TV show. And, you know, a you know, halftime show, this is what it is. Different people like different genres of music. Some people like country. I see some people that love the national anthem. Well, that was Chris Stapleton. That's country music. They hated the halftime show. Well, that's Rihanna. That's that's popish. You know, I it, it just it's funny how we have these different. Like last year, I loved it. Last year, that was my generation growing up with Snoop and Dr. Dre and, and Eminem. But it, it's funny because people love that, but I hate this. Of course, you're going to not like – if you don't like country, you're not going to like country. If you don't like rap or hip-hop or pop, you're not going to like that. So it, 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 to me, when everybody gets upset, you're never going to find an artist that everybody's going to like. They could try Taylor Swift out there next year, and somebody wouldn't like it. It's not, it's a concert. You don't buy tickets to every concert that comes to town. So it's it's kind of the same kind of thing. But I it's thought – Yeah. Just the fact that while she was pregnant was was impressive, nonetheless. Uh, a couple of things I want to get to here. Pot up with Matthews in the morning uh, is a service of Ruse Ogra State Farm Office team dedicated insurance professionals ready to get your life going in the right direction. Insurance options for you and your whole family. Visit ograinsurance.com. That's O-G-R-A insurance.com. Give them a call. 352-240-1779. That's 352-240-1779. Uh, JC, I just yeah. one of those things that I, I'll ask you this: If Patrick Mahomes retires today, is he a Hall of Famer right now? Oh, without a doubt, he's a Hall of Famer. I think any guy that wins two Super Bowls and has the numbers he has is a Hall of Famer. But he's not going to win two. I think it's going to be more than that if he stays healthy. Uh, he's 27 years old, Seth. He's 27, as you know, and. You know, uh, it's all about staying healthy, right, in the NFL and, and certainly for that position. But he protects himself so well with his mobility and his ability to to see the field differently than anybody I've ever watched play, really. Honestly, I think he's, um, he's the guy that uh, that has made that position. Well, he's the guy that has changed that position in so many ways in the last five years. I, it's just tremendous what he does. And he is – he is absolutely a Hall of Famer. I mean, as is Andy Reid, as is Clark Hunt, as is – except the one thing they got to work on is maybe upgrading that stadium a little bit. But other than that, man, what a great place uh, for football, middle America. I, I don't – I mean, what can't you say about the Chiefs? Listen, yeah, they get breaks, but you know what? They make their own breaks too. And and I, I, I tip my cap to both those teams last night. Those games – those guys sold out and played their – their hearts out, and I, I, it's it's a shame somebody's got to lose a game like that. But that's just the way it goes. So we move on, and we 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 see a new Super Bowl champion. Last year it was the Rams. This year it's the Chiefs. Yeah, and I, I think when we talk about experience, it sometimes it doesn't matter. Being young and naive, the arrogance of youth works for you. 
But I thought last night, Andy Reid, understanding the length of halftime, betting, having been in his, what was that, his fourth Super Bowl as a head coach, yeah. being able to, to, to ascertain everything that was going on, he came out and had that drive, the game plan, the running of the ball. I told you 158 yards rushing against that Eagles front four. That's unheard of in, in this day and era in the NFL. Andy Reid now has two Super Bowl wins. He's coached mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Uh, if there was a doubt, there isn't any more. Of this generation of coaches, he's the second greatest of all time behind Bill Belichick. I think that if you look back at the last 20, 25 years yeah. of coaching, I think Belichick's one. I think yeah. Andy Reid's two. And then down there, three, four, five, you can start to have those discussions from Tony Dungy to John Gruden, although he did take a good chunk of time off there, didn't he? Uh, a guy that – Bill Cower, um, Tom Coughlin, those guys are in that jumble. But I think without a doubt, you, you go Belichick one, and I think Andy Reid, if there was doubt before, has cemented himself as the second oh, great coach of the last uh, – His play calling, yeah. set, as a play caller, just as a play caller. Yeah. If he's not the best uh, there is or has been, you're going to have to try and convince me of somebody else who would be because, yeah, I know Sean Payton's great play, calling plays and so forth. Matt LaFleur, but this guy, Andy Reid is the best. He yeah. is he is the best. He makes the adjustments. I think he's the best. Their creativity on offense, the way they got Tony involved, the way they 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 just create so much space for these receivers. How is Travis Kelsey always, always so open? And it, you know, a lot of it has to do with the the the, the athleticism and the skill of these players, but but the scheming of it all is just genius. And so you got to, you got to admire what the chiefs have done these last five years with this team intact at the offensive side of the ball. It, it is something to behold. It really is. So yeah, good for them. A uh, couple things here. Uh, courtesy of uh, Facebook live, Melden law, uh, Facebook live question. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lauren says, what about Mike Tomlin? Yeah, that's one. That's one. You bet. You bet it is. Oh, he's, got two, he's got two. Also, I yeah. mean, he's one. Yeah, no. he's got one. Cowher's got one, and he's got one. Right, Tomlin won in twenty. Okay, ten. So, so Tomlin doesn't have two Super Bowl wins, really. Okay, I stand Remember, he lost to the Packers, and he beat the Arizona Cardinals, and I the, do remember that. the Seahawks with Cower. Cower. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but no, no he's, but but see, that just did. Tomlin had a great run, but he hasn't been back to a Super Bowl in 11 years. So, okay. you know, that's kind of where he he never has a losing season. But yeah, I, I don't know what mm-hmm, that he's kind of he's a good coach, fantastic coach. He'd be hired in a heartbeat. But yeah, you put him up there. But I think Andy Reid cemented himself behind Bill Belichick. You talk about all time greats in Super Bowl wins. Of course, we know Belichick leads the way. Well, he's got six. Um, yeah. Chuck Knoll has four. Bill Walsh has three. Joe Gibbs has three. Um, Jimmy Johnson has two. Tom Coughlin has two, and now Andy Reid with his second. And I think does Shula have two? I'm. I think it may be. Yeah, Don Shula has Donnie, two. Donnie has a couple. Uh, Tom yes, Landry, he does. Tom Landry, they beat the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Yep, and Tommy Landry. So that he he joins. Winning one is great, and it's. I can only imagine that euphoric feeling, but winning two kind of shows you, hey man, we're we're, we're legit. We, we, you know, some people stumble in to to wins every now and then, uh, but you win two. It's kind of like, okay, I just hit a three. We'll prove it. Okay, I just did another one. Um, so there you go. I. Uh, uh, what else did I gonna tell you? Okay. Uh, I, I was- what you do 
if you are everybody else in the league, I look, I think the Eagles, the NFC is just, the NFC is bizarre, right? You have the Eagles, who knows what happens with Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings were a high seed that got dumped right away. The Cowboys will be right in the thick of things. Brady is gone. So the NFC changes. I'd like to say the Eagles could be right back here next year. I don't know if there's any question about it. The Cowboys are legit. The 49ers, depending on what they figure out at quarterback with Purdy, um, they're going to be right there as well. The AFC, the AFC could be, it could be the Bengals. It could be the Bills. You forget the yeah. Bills are the one seed in the AFC. Uh, it, it's it's uh, better. I think it's better. I think the AFC's got the the, the more uh, superstars, uh, just better all around teams uh, than the NFC. You know, if Minnesota was considered one of the better teams in the NFC, and look how they played at the end of the year. I, I don't. I, I think you've got some interesting stories in the NFC, like say Detroit, yeah. and um, and I certainly think that um, you know the the. The Eagles are clearly the class of that conference right yeah. now. I don't see anything changing with Philadelphia. Uh, you know, injuries can always play a part, but their offensive line is going to be back. Their quarterback, their 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 playmakers, Brown will be back. Sirianni knows. You know, he created an offense that Jalen Hurts uh, executes better than anybody in the league on that with that system, and and has so much so much to offer. I, I can't see anybody beating the Eagles next year, I, you know, but this is why things, uh, this is why we see, you know, the offseason will play a part. The, the draft is coming up. Um, we'll see who stays and with whom and so forth. So, yeah, Seth, I, I think the FC, though, with, with, the, uh, with what we have with Buffalo and Cincinnati and Kansas City, there are, th- there are not three teams, maybe Philadelphia and San Francisco, but that's it. Uh, those three in the AFC to me are the class of the league, and there's probably someone else I'm missing. So yeah, and, and it'll be it'll be interesting because they'll, they'll be those movers and shakers that take that next step. And you mentioned Detroit. Mm-hmm. Them. Do, do they do they excel to the next level? The Chargers have been right there. Do the Chargers, Chargers. put this together? Look at Jacksonville. Look at what Jacksonville was able to accomplish. You know, they played Kansas City all the way to the fourth quarter, had a chance to make it very interesting there at the end, and threw an interception. So Jacksonville, I think, is another team you got to keep your eye on. Doug Peterson is an excellent coach. So. Uh, I like I like what I'm seeing in the AFC. Couple of things too is is this kind of now goes back to the rearview mirror, or you know the season we put it in a look at least look back a little bit on it now. There are two things that I thought with both those quarterbacks that is a virtue that's lost, and that's patience. The Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes and sat him for an entire year behind Alex right. Smith. That's right. He play the he played he played the final game of the year. They put him in. He wasn't even active. Yeah. So they, they 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 wanted him to learn and watch. Jalen Hurts, a guy in Philadelphia, they were extremely patient with. JC Eagles fans love him, but a year ago they wanted to get rid of him. Well, yeah, they, the Eagles fans are just fans, right? I mean, they, they're crazy. But the 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 Eagles, their credit goes to their organization, the yes. decision makers that got the players that Jalen Hurts needed to exploit his strengths. And he became all of a sudden a great passer. I'm telling you, Seth, I watched this kid in college at so many football, in so many football games, could barely get a first down. Alabama couldn't get first. The only reason they were so good when he played was because of their defense. Um, it was amazing. And then Tua shows up. But anyway, we don't want to rehash all that. We all know how that Jalen Hurts is great. Real quick, Seth, I wanted to just ask you as we're, you know, uh, did you see any basketball this week? I know the Florida team, you know, basically took themselves, I think, out of any postseason realities. But did you watch anything else in the uh, 
in the uh, on Saturday. It's quite a day as it was raining and cold all over Gainesville. Yeah. Basketball day. What what stood out because a lot of things happened. On well, Saturday. I think it was. I I can't think of a team that could be snake bitten more in the span of one week than Tennessee was. Yeah. Um, to, to lose twice like that. They have, they have both games won with three seconds to go in the game and end up losing <laughs> both games. I think about that. Three seconds yeah. to the lead, now you lose them both. Uh, well, that, that stood out to me. Um, obviously, yeah. this is Alabama's conference now. It is. It, it is. It is. So but, I think that's the big thing, that now it's it's theirs. Well, and, and there's another team I, I mentioned with Shane earlier that uh, I think – I don't know, but they, they gave Alabama a real fight uh, about three weeks ago, and they've now won six straight, and that's Mississippi State, who beat Arkansas, has beaten Arkansas eight out of the last ten times, and has Kentucky coming up on Wednesday at home to win their seventh straight game, and they're quickly playing themselves back into conversation for the tournament. And look at Kentucky. Just the opposite is happening. Joe Lenardi has them not in the tournament today. So – uh, that to me is a shocker. When you're talking about a team like Mississippi State with a new coach playing them wet their way in, I think, and then a team like Kentucky with John Calipari who is 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 uh, skinning fast, and hey, I, it's amazing to me. You got what do you have? Six teams right now in the SEC that you would look at as today being in the tournament, but that was before Kentucky's loss this weekend to Georgia. So I. I Man, I, I tell you, I don't know if the league's going to get six in unless Mississippi State plays their way in or Kentucky gets back. Yeah, one of these teams gets hot. Well, what's interesting is since the Tennessee win, Florida's lost three in a row. I see that. And, and, and Florida, yeah. Florida just – you cannot – look, Florida's issue has been all season long shooting the basketball, right? I mean, let's just make it simple. They have trouble scoring. And even though they got, what, 80 the other day against Vanderbilt – you know, it's a one-man scoring machine there. Colin Castleton, without him, these games aren't these games aren't even competitive, and that's a problem. They're, they're, they got to get some players. Man. Isn't it funny? A couple of weeks ago, you remember pop, popping on here last Monday saying you know, he's been a physical force the last week. He he's physically dominated who he's and, played, and he continues to do it. And we always thought, well, if Castleton could just give him twenty-four and ten, then this team's going to be a tournament team with him. He's doing that, and they're not. So they're it's, not. They kind of crumbled around him. He, he's, they he's lost. Seth, they lost by thirty points at Alabama, and without Castleton, it would have been fifty. Yeah. I mean, it's just embarrassing. I, look, I know he's in his first year. You got to give him a chance. He's got to find his his guys, and it's hard to come from San Francisco to Gainesville, Florida, in the SEC from whatever league that is. And, and just be immediately uh, successful. It's going to take a few years. I think Scott Strickland and Gator fans knew that this is not going to be an overnight transition. But, man, I mean, this is only the second year in a row they don't make the turn. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, and the, the thing is, Castleton and his presence isn't exactly what Golden wants to do. You right. know, he, he's not – he doesn't have trees, right? He doesn't have, you know, oak sycamores. It's more of a run and gun type of thing than it yeah. is anything else. Uh, but that being said, that's fine. But Castleton's still giving you 22 and 12 or 20. Yeah. He's, still he's playing his heart out. I mean, he's great. Everybody but... else can run and gun and he can just sit in the lane. He's doing, he, he's a, JC, he's adjusted to Todd Golden's philosophies. Mm. He is adjusted. He's done what he's wanted him to do. The problem is everybody else on that team hasn't been able to. I should say everybody, 
But right. when you get this is where you know you get the dog days of summer in baseball. Well, yeah. February are the like for lack of a better term, the dog days of of winter for college basketball. Because here you are, the NCAA tournament, the SEC tournament's a month away. What do you do in these final four weeks? And you talk about Vanderbilt's won what three or four in a row. You yeah, that's the state's hot yeah. stretch. And what's happening is other teams are now getting better. Where Florida is losing games that they shouldn't. Sixty-one. I mean, sixty-one percent from the line, yeah. and how about ten percent from three-point line? Two out of twenty. Two out of twenty on your home court ain't going to get it, man. They can't shoot, and that's it. I mean, I, I'm just that's it. I, they can't shoot. I'm give me get ready for baseball and softball. Uh, pot up with Matthews in the morning. Brought to you in part by QC Kinetics. If you've got joint pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back that won't go away, you need to check out QC Kinetics for long-lasting relief. Not surgery, drugs, or downtime. Schedule your free consultation at QC Kinetics locations in Ocala, now open in Gainesville, at 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. So what what are we looking for now? I mean, Super Bowl's in the rearview mirror. I know we have the USFL coming up. We have a... uh, well, college basketball, but here's the stretch where we have a couple of weeks where we really need yeah. to fall in love with basketball. Well, that, you know, I, I get excited when the, uh, so next week on the PGA tour, they play in, in LA at the Tiger Woods Genesis Open is what I call it. Cause he's hosting that. And then they get ready to come to Florida. So the Honda classic starts down in uh, Coral Springs or Fort Lauderdale, whatever. And then, um, you know, we have the tour here in this state, and TPC comes soon after that. And, you know, I, I tell you, Scheffler, he's amazing. He's back-to-back winner now in Phoenix. Um, he's got five or six, I don't know how many wins on tour. He's got a uh, U.S. Open championship. I mean, or is it a Masters? He's won the Masters. Excuse me, he won the Masters. I I tell you, man, I love watching the golf. I, I just, with Rom and Scheffler and McElroy and some of these new guys, uh, Hatton, um, you know, even Ricky Fowler got in the mix this weekend. So I, I get excited about golf. I know it's not – I mean, look at those crowds, Seth, in Phoenix, man. That – 250,000 people on Friday and Saturday? Really? 250,000? I mean, what would it like to be driving to that tournament with all those people there? It would take hours to get in and out of that place. Man. If uh, if every golf tournament's paying attention, which they should be, Everyone needs a everyone needs a hole like Phoenix has. Yeah, everyone needs a hole like that. You yeah, sixteen. Like it's a drunk fest. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, and and nobody cares. It's all in good fun and good yeah. nature, and nobody's fighting, and there's no mayhem going on. And and I, I just I think that attracts people that that want to just watch sports. You know, they don't need any statements. They don't need any politics. They just want to watch guys compete. And enjoy themselves. It's fun to see the golfers smile and give back, you know, and, and react to the crowd. That's what people are wanting to see. We don't want to see all this other uh, self, uh, uh, you know, self-guided crap. I want to just watch somebody compete. And I think we're getting that with the NFL. And, and listen, the Live Tour, I couldn't care. I don't even know where they play. Don't care. It's all about the PGA for me. But no, I, I, I think the atmosphere there and. This, the players will tell you, right, that they look forward to playing that hole. They, they, Absolutely. you know, hold one, you're going to get pounded with beer, and it's just kind of one of those crazy. It's unbelievable. Again, the whole, but the whole tournament is that yeah. way. I mean, two hundred thousand people. You got to think that's like let's see, a tip, that is four Florida fields Saturday, four 
I mean, think about the, that many people, 200, 250,000. It's an NASCAR race. It's like Daytona. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Which is coming up this weekend, by the way, for all our race car fans. I know. That's coming up this next weekend at Daytona 500. Speaking of something that's lost some shine, man. Get some yeah. back in there. Got to get some big names back in there. All right, good stuff, man. Yeah. Enjoy your week. I'm, I'll be back. I think I'm back Friday. I'm, I'm taking a couple days <laughs> off here. So uh, right, you guys enjoy. Thanks, Shingo, for having me. Jason, as always, appreciate it. All right. Everybody enjoy your week. I know the guys will be back tomorrow. Thanks so much. See you, Seth.